0: It's Wednesday, my dudes. Hello everybody, welcome back to Off the Crossbar Podcast. Welcome, Linz, how you going?
1: G'day, Jace. I'm really well, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me back.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, well, this is our second episode, Lens. Must have done something right for our first episode if we're back again.
1: Yeah, no, it's um, it's good to see you. We're getting some good likes on Facebook there and um, enjoying some feedback from the girls that have listened in so far, so uh, really, really enjoying the fact that... that that uh, someone's out there listening to us and um, appreciating what we're doing here.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. Yeah. Um, so, guys, don't forget to you know to check us out on Facebook, off the crossbar. Um, you know, throw us a like, give us a comment. Tell, let, honestly, let us know what you're thinking if you're enjoying what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, the feedback's been good so far. I've um, even shared some some stuff with the the people at work and everything like that, and they're they're listening in and finding good interest out of what we're talking about as well. So there is an interest out there for for uh, the, me- the Metro side of football, and in particular, our girls team that we're involved with, Jess. yeah,
0: Yeah, the Muzzy Girls, did yep. one. Um, and that brings me on to, obviously, the, the platforms that our podcast is being um, generated for. So we're currently on SoundCloud, Linz, yep. um, and uh, iTunes as well. So for those of you that do happen to access this podcast through iTunes, um, send us some love. Give us a five-star rating.
1: Yeah, five stars would be great. Um, obviously, I think Jace, you explained uh, that the process is the star rating is what sets us up for um, how we sit in the in the link there.
0: Yeah, it just it just makes it easier for people to find our podcast. I think so. Okay. Obviously, the more five star ratings we get, it makes it easier instead of people having to obviously type in off the po- uh, off the crossbar in the search tab. Yeah. Um, It
1: just appears with the star. I think so.
0: Yeah. I think it, I think it comes up a bit higher, but look, I mean, I'd be happy with anything over, over Two out of five stars, to be
1: honest. <laughs> yeah, we'll, t- we'll take a, a three <laughs> above average at yeah. this point. Yeah, we'll
0: take a three. We'll take a three. <laughs> but uh, look, not quite on Spotify yet. We're not cool enough for, for that platform. Yeah, but, uh,
1: that'll come. Yeah. That'll come one day. Yeah. They'll, they'll recognize the brilliance that is off the crossbar.
0: Yep. So uh, so stay tuned. We we could be on Spotify real soon. But look, uh, today's podcast lens, uh, you know, in our, in our three parts. So we're going to dive back into... Um, the remainder of our season review for 2020 cool um where we're going to touch on obviously um in future podcasts we're going to have a crack at the div two girls and have a look at their season review linds
1: yeah because uh the div two girls at musgrave had a fantastic season this year as well they they just just missed out there on the on the premiership and and the grand final and losing in a penalty shootout in the semi-final which we were all there to cheer them on see and it was just you know what a great season from that, that group of girls who we we all uh, get along with well and appreciate as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely loved watching watching those girls when we had a chance to this yep. season. Um, but yeah, look, fingers crossed, we'll, we'll get in touch with um, with Lundy and Geordie and yep. see if they're available to, to chime in for a bit of a chat as well.
1: Yep, that'd be good.
0: Um, but yeah, from there, we'll move into part two where it's going to be goals-themed related, lens.
1: Yeah, we thought it'd be a good idea to um, bring in a bit of a goals Theme uh, to the podcast just because we've got so many Musgrave girls uh, playing in the teams there. There's, there's four teams.
0: Yeah, four teams that represent the Muzzy the Muzzy women. Yep, we've got a we've got a mixed team there as well. Lins. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Five <laughs> if you count mixed, so, yeah, the mixed. Don't forget uh, the the schnackers. The schnackers, which is which is uh, myself and Jason's team. As if you don't know, so we play on Friday nights there. Deadly,
0: um, deadly team.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. After a few drinks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's good fun down there on a Friday. We have a great time, but. But the Muzzy girls on a Monday night, you know, it's good. it's good to see so many girls down there still playing, still enjoying it. And when Jason and I go down to watch, it's, it's great to catch up.
0: Yeah, what a, what a great idea it is that Cam um, has created down there. Obviously, who, who looks after the goals set up, yeah. um, you know, during the off season, um, you know, really gives um, all the players that are involved in the, obviously, their regular outdoor seasons with their affiliated clubs a chance to, I guess, stay fit and have some fun.
1: Yeah, it's a great idea. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't have, in his wider streams, thought it would take off as it did even. It's, it's really a great time down there. If you've not been down to goals or even just to watch a game or get yourself a run, it's, it's a great shout down there. And um, whether it's just a social occasion or... Or you want to get out there and get amongst it yourself? It, yeah, all, all levels are accepted, and it's a good atmosphere.
0: Yeah, it gets quite busy down there, doesn't it? Like yeah. they've got all the juniors that, that that you know have the afternoon games, and yeah. then it goes into more of obviously the the senior setup. So lot of people down there it's got a really good vibe
1: yep now get down there if you've got the time on a monday night to watch the muzzy girls or on a friday night to watch the schnackers and yeah the next team.
0: love it yeah um yeah we've also got a bit of a, a bit of a game to play lynn's in our in our goals I, portion i can see that in your little notes there jace <laughs> so uh we're gonna have some fun with that so stay tuned for that um and yeah i think the the goals themed part of this podcast will probably become a a bit of a fixture in in this in future episodes for the time being, lens.
1: Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Certainly in the off season, you know, um, so many metro players playing in, at goals, it makes sense. Um, it's 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 a good way to stay in touch, and you know, it's it's a good fun fun atmosphere to try and keep everyone involved. And we'll be trying to report on that as much as we can, and get as much info from from Cam and, and the girls' teams playing as we can to to get it back to you guys.
0: Yeah, awesome stuff. And then in obviously part three to finish off. Um, Lins, we're going to have a chat about the, the structure of women's football um, on the Gold Coast, both short-term and possibly long-term if we've got time today.
1: Yeah, so um, the idea behind that, guys, is that um, myself, Brooklyn, and, and most likely a, a club delegate will be going to a, a meeting um, towards the end of November, early December, to discuss where football for women on the Gold Coast is going. Um, should be a very interesting sort of meeting that we, that we have there, but um, we'll raise a, a few topics around that and see if we can get some of your girls' feedback on, on where you'd like to see women's football on the Gold Coast going and, and what you think about it. So we might finish up with that one today, Jace.
0: Yeah, should be a really good yep. um, way to finish up the podcast. Yep. So look, let's dive right in, Linz, to, to part one, where we're finishing off obviously our mm. 2020 season for the Div 1 girls. We go into to round two.
1: Yep, which is the first one there would be surface away, Jace.
0: Yes, so yeah, we find ourselves at Surfers, Linz. We, we come out of that game 4-0 um, winners.
1: Yeah, I remember uh, going to that game. Uh, um, you know, I think the girls were a little bit little bit nervous, which was a bit strange, Surfers. We're a, we're a team, I suppose, through the year that we always felt were a threat, you know what I mean? Like, um, we'd, we'd beaten them comfortably prior, and it's a team that we feel we should win, but there's always an the underlying fact that they always have
0: felt them. like the game was on a knife's edge, wasn't it? If, yeah, if, right at the start.
1: They've they've got players who can score and they've got players who can defend. It's it's they're really a tricky proposition. Um, but but we had a good win out there in the end that night with a good performance.
0: Yep. One thing I noticed, Lens, um, from the get-go, that obviously Pablo, the coach of Surfers down there. Um, you know, had a plan in place for, for our girls yeah. was the, uh, the, the introduction of the offside trap.
1: Yeah, it's something that Surface have always done um, as long as I've been playing against them in the, the old Prem days with the women back in the hub system. You know, they've always played a high line. Um, it's worked for them, obviously, otherwise they wouldn't keep doing it. But, mm. but I feel like, you know, against a smart, probably a bit more crafty team in attack, you know they, they can be brought undone, which is probably a little bit unfortunate for them because they've got a really good side. Um, but we we were able to unlock them, but it, it, it took us some time. It yep. took us some time, and they and they do frustrate your surface with their offside trap. They they're quite good at it.
0: Yeah, definitely. They they definitely know what they're doing in regards to you know trying to trying to play on the the referee's decision making. Yeah. When when calls are quite close. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, with Metro being not as uh, affiliated like the Premier League. Over in England, we don't have VAR at surfers. Unlucky.
1: <laughs> no, no, we don't. No, we don't. Unfortunately.
0: <laughs> but um, look, it was a game where I definitely think our midfield controlled that game. Um, really, really had some had some fun out there. Um, goals for for this game. So Lauren popped up for our first goal, which um, which Annabelle happened to assist. Yeah,
1: yeah so um for me girls it was probably probably my favorite goal of ours for the season
0: this is the one goal i've bloody missed <laughs> yeah
1: jason um, was sidetracked by coaching on <laughs> the sideline how dare he oh yeah but um i was i happened to be watching and i thought it was just it was my favorite goal for the year with with how things um eventuated uh, i don't know if you girls remember but uh it was actually our corner and, and lauren had only just got on um and i think brie took the corner and we uh they defended it and then it came back to annie who'd only just gone for Doz as well and uh the ball was quickly put out to Cherie who found annabelle um who at that time annabelle was finding it hard to get the ball and and, and getting you know getting kicked from pillar to post so she was finding it a bit of a rough going but she found some space and was able to find lauren on top of the box who who really um, smashed the ball home as as Lauren does from that range? Yep. Um. And I just remembered thinking at the time, wow, that was that was four clear cut, really nice, nice passing, um, opened up, found the right person at the right time. Goal.
0: Yeah, I really wish I had seen that goal. I I, I do remember you turning to me, going, "Did you see that?" And uh, yeah, unfortunately, I think I was talking to Jimmy. I'm not too sure, but I had a, I had one of the girls ask me a question on. You know, something they were doing on the field. So yeah, but the, the d-
1: disappointing thing on that is too, um, as you know, guys, the surface uh, record all the footage of all the goals um, through their you know goal, uh, goal uh, GoPro. Yeah, they put it up on the, on the up in the goals there. Yeah, um, but the footage of that goal itself, it, it it doesn't really do it justice because it doesn't pick it up early enough. Um, it's sure it it shows Lauren smashing at home, but doesn't show the the work that led to it. So. Yep. Um, love that goal! Well, well done from those girls involved in that
0: one. Yeah, so that goal came obviously after half an hour of play. Um, Annabelle was obviously quite frustrated within that first half an hour. Like you said, she was obviously yeah, um, she was time. obviously targeted um, that game. Obviously, being in the running, well in the running for the top goal scorer of the of the league
1: at the time. She was yeah equal with Romy, I think. at Yeah,
0: yeah, yep, yep. definitely. So um, I think once Annabelle produced that assist for Lauren, um, I really I really think it just um, really helped her gain some confidence in that game. And she really, really shone after that lens because she comes on um, after, you know, obviously in the second half and bags herself two
1: goals. Yeah, and two well-taken goals as well. Um, You know, Annabelle, I, I think the only criticism I would have of her now that I know her a bit better is that, you know, if she isn't scoring goals, she does kind of get down on herself. She takes the responsibility for the team of being that goal scorer. And um, if, if defenses aim up on her or if she's finding it a little bit hard to get free, she tends to get frustrated with that. Um, so for such a young girl to deal with that, it is really difficult. Um, but I think you know this was a game where I think you're right, after that assist for Lauren, she found some open space then and, and you know, did some damage to surface that night.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Crystal assisted Annabelle's uh, first goal there on 57 minutes. Um, Lauren and Annabelle starting to develop a really nice link up there linked, yeah. um, for Annabelle's second goal I just wanted to touch on that quickly because the way obviously Lauren found herself um, in some space out on the left um, quite high up in the pitch and um, her I suppose game awareness to see Annabelle obviously wrong footing the defense um, and still able to you know, play an early cross so she was probably five yards in from um, just past the halfway line in our attacking half um, and was still able to play a firm pass along the ground um, which literally found Annabelle's feet probably, I would say, 10, 15 yards outside the 18-yard box and Annabelle's first time shot into the bottom right corner, that was a really, really fun goal to watch.
1: Yeah, and and as we said before with the GoPro footage, um, that goal actually comes up beautifully (laughs) on on the on the replayed footage if you if you check back through that one guys
0: yeah so check it out yeah um, and then obviously the the last goal of the game uh, Jimmy pops up 75 minutes in thanks to Shari putting her through wins
1: yeah it was good effort from Jim as well who was actually knocked out uh, early on in that game um, un- unluckily so the ball sort of ricocheted off off her own uh, foot I think after a bad bounce. And it, and it uh, hit her in the face, and she was actually knocked out um, in a bad way for probably about half an hour. Um, wanted to go back on, went back on, and of course provides that assist for you know for a great finish to the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, great stuff for from Jimmy there, and obviously Shari putting her through. Yeah, thought Shari had a good game.
1: She had a great game.
0: Um, this was a game uh, I think Doz came off injured. Is that right? Was it the surface that, yeah, game? Yeah, that's
1: right. So um, Doris. Then, uh, I think we were only about 20 minutes in, something like that, and and, uh, Doris was asking to come off. She seemed okay, but she was asking to come off. We got the message back. Um, We got Annie ready to to go on for her. And, um, you know, it was a real strange one for Doz because she didn't seem too bad at the time. She just must have a huge pain threshold because, you know, she seemed okay to us, but she just knew that she couldn't do it. And, you know, it was from that point on, we didn't see Doris again for about eight weeks um, into, you know, late, well, towards the end of the season into a, into a final. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was disappointing to lose Doz in that game, not only in that game, but for the, basically the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, really unfortunate there that we lost Doz. Obviously, coming from a, a centre-back position, it's quite an important position in most teams. Um, and obviously, with how good Doz is in that position, um, you know, a loss like that in any team could be, you know, detrimental to their, obviously, aspirations to either make finals or hopefully win win the league. Yep. But I think we're quite lucky in the fact that we've got, you know, another two girls that can slot in there, in Soph and Annie.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. And, you know, Annie was, was sort of introduced into the team to, I guess, cover the defensive positions. We, we did really kind of feel initially that she'd play as a wide fullback a wide and it was, it was the idea that Soph and Doz were basically going to be the two pillars all season, such as their durability and, you know, usual regularity of, of being able to play 90 minutes without any trouble. Yep. But um, when Doz went down and turned out to be for the rest of the year, more or less, um, we relied on Annie to, to fill those, those shoes and she did a great job.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, check out that footage for those of you that want to have a look on. I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube and also on the... Uh, muzzy facebook page
1: yeah it's on the muzzy women's page if you scroll down and, and find it there's the footage of the div one yep. v surface game um and yeah I, you know it's a good game to watch back some nice goals um yeah we had a great game
0: yeah night. i've got some footage i can put up on there too from that game maybe uh the old goalpost copped a bit of a hit from Bree.
1: oh, oh please can we get that on super <laughs> Oh wow Oh what a pen What a pen Oh, So Lauren's off the field And we get a penalty And you know Who's going to take it So you know We're not too sure We're not too phased But in the end We say Go on Bree You have have a go You know And then whack (laughs) 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 Oh Breezy
0: Uh, She hit it well It was a good To be fair You know Literally a couple of inches To the right And it would have been Unplayable The Uh, the ball To
1: be fair It was was well hit But just funny that it's Bree
0: Love it but look, Linz, That's um that's our eighth game of the season, done and dusted. Yep. And um, a nice little stat here for for those goalkeepers out there that happen to listen into this podcast. Um, Meg notches up her fifth clean sheet after eight games. Oh, true. Yeah.
1: Oh, is that from Div Two or? Oh, oh sorry, Mel.
0: Mel. 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 Oh my God, here's my age showing. Stitch up. Stitch up. <laughs> sorry, Mel. So Mel gets herself. Yeah. Um, five clean sheets after after
1: yeah oh that's 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 a fantastic uh effort and um you know against that that surface game as well she was uh, completely flawless as well you know we played a lot from the back um we we invited surface in and and they just they just couldn't um you know penetrate us so yeah um and i know that shari got player of the match that that night too, Jason, a really good performance from Shari in her link-up work with Shari and, and picking up Annabelle and, and Lauren on the way through as well. Yep,
0: capped it off with an assist, obviously, with, with Jimmy's goal that we yeah, spoke about before. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yep, but um, yeah, so, yeah, at that point of the season, I think that's where I've gone wrong here, guys. Um, I've written down, obviously, because I, I checked, I had a look at the Div 2 <laughs> girls as well yeah. at the same point, so I've gotten written down here that Meg had actually kept five clean sheets, and Mel was on four clean sheets. Right. So, uh, yeah, Meg showing, showing the way for the girls there, for, yeah. for the Muzzy girls. Well done to Megs. Um,
1: yeah, uh, I suppose when she hears that, she'll tell us all about it. <laughs> oh, uh, Love it.
0: <laughs> but look, that brings us into the next game where we um, we suffer our first loss of the season, Lens.
1: Our first loss. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose you've got to get, get it out of the way, I, I, I think. Yep. Um, yeah, um, you know, not our best performance, but, um, you know, sometimes you've got to take your hat off to, to decent opposition. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 you know, you can't have all the luck all the time.
0: Yeah, no, I think so too. So um, we we find ourselves at home to Broadbeach and we come out of that um, with a 3-2 loss. So quite a close game. Yeah. Um, we, I think the loss was felt a little bit more... On our ends in regards to um, personnel coming off that game injured.
1: Yeah, well, if you remember from us just talking, you know we already didn't have Doris; um, she was gone, um, and we lost Mel during the game, uh, which was a little bit disappointing for us. Um, you know, it's such a tough, tough, tight game. You need your you need your best team on. Um, funnily enough, Lauren went in goals to replace. <laughs> <laughs> to what a replace replacement. Mel and, and did awesome. But, she did um, really well. <laughs> but yeah, losing Mel that night was tough. It was a tough one.
0: Yeah, and yeah. at a really pivotal moment as well. So Brody obviously came with a game plan. Um, you know, they were, they were quite physical. Um, they were pressing quite high, I noticed as well, Lins. Um, yep. They weren't really giving us much space to, to work out of. But this was a game where um, I think Georgia just was quite unplayable, to be honest. And, you know,. Um, I suppose as the season went on, it was sort of a common thing where Georgia would find herself literally in open space. It's just her and the goalkeeper. And I would say 30, 40% of the time she puts them away this season where normally she, she'd have a better goal return.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, she, she had a really good year, George. And and I think that um, that that game against Brody, it was it was one where they definitely brought, um, brought a, a more severe game plan they were they were very much switched on to how we play and um they also you know they, they picked up a couple of extra players as well along their along their travels as as every club does um yep. and you know the the Broady coaches who we talk to a lot you know it means something to them they're they're a women's club that's always strong and they don't take to to dropping points easily so yeah um they came to musgrave with a definite plan that night and um yeah, I think you know Georgia really stood up for us that night.
0: Yeah, no, full credit to Brody that night. They played really well. They had a, some really good support down there, obviously cheering them on. Um, so uh, Chris um, and Nudes, who look after the, the BPL teams, yep. obviously for, for the women's side of Brody, came down and watched, and we had a good chat to them.
1: Yeah, they support well. Brody's, you know, you don't always love being on the other end of it, but they do create an atmosphere, and you know, for something, I think the girls can really. I suppose, you know, enjoy playing in front of a crowd that aren't always, you know, friendly to you. That's part of the enjoyment of football and, you know, the, the sooner that you learn to enjoy it rather than work against it, the better and broadly provide that.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, like I said earlier, Georgia got herself, um, she got us ahead actually first off. We were 1-0 up after 19 minutes. Yeah. Thanks, uh, thanks to Bree putting her through. Yeah um Brody then come back and score the next three goals um and they happened to score their third goal um unfortunately um during the time that Mel had actually injured herself she she caught quite a good shot that came at her yeah. and obviously coming down to to break her fall um her I think it was her left knee I think so um I could be wrong there yeah. um correct me if I'm wrong there Mel um but yeah I think it sort of just sort of gave way, and she's obviously hit the hit the ground in a bit of pain, and the ball's dribbled out. And Brodie, you know, to their credit, took full advantage. There's not much more. There's not much you can do about that. Yeah. Um, but that put them three-one up, um, 72 minutes in.
1: Yeah, um, really unfortunate for Mel and us at the time. But um, you know, she was she was struggling from prior to that time as well. Though there was a there was a through ball that she came out and collected and copped a little bit of a knock as well. So she just had a <laughs> had a really really ugly night. We all we've all had them, <laughs> but um, just unfortunate for Mel that she got injured right at that time, and yep. you know nothing much we could do about it.
0: Yeah, and uh, during this game as well, um, I think, like I said earlier, with Georgia almost being unplayable, you know she had chance after chance after chance. She actually had, I think, two goals kicked off the line, um, which seems to be a, a common occurrence with with us in Broadbeach. Yeah. Um,
1: um... <laughs> It's it's another thing you know it's a it's a lot to say about Brody in this game but they just keep turning up you know they just keep turning up and it's a good lesson for our girls to to take in you know when we're defending it's a good sign for for any team if you have defenders that just keep turning up if you beat the keeper you've still got to beat a defender
0: yeah definitely so Georgia finishes off the game with a 85th minute goal thanks to Jimmy um, Jimmy putting her through yeah but like I said before with Georgia's two goals she could have easily had five or six tonight
1: yeah. Yep, um, she had a great game that night, and um, you know, player player of the match would would be Laney for that that game. Yeah, um, Georgia was fantastic, but um, we decided to give it to Laney because of the amount of pressure that she was under for that entire game. I mean, it was a serious a serious effort from Brody to put the put the heat on her.
0: Yeah, they they put a lot of players on her. At times, there were you know nearly two or three players sort of trying to shut her down at once. Yeah, and, you know, I think nine, and eight or nine times out of ten, she came out on top.
1: Yeah, it's one of those things where they were offering it. You know, they were offering us the ball to, to Laney to play out. They knew we were going to play it, and then they just pounced. Um, so it was well done to them, but also well done to Laney as well for for standing strong, playing really well under those heat and yeah. conditions. Yeah,
0: so. great performance there by Laney. Obviously, led by example, being the captain of yep. the first dip team. And, yeah, really, really showed the girls to obviously... Never give up when you've got opposition coming at you with you know a lot of fire.
1: Yeah, and I think there was a bit of a relief there, Jase. I mean, at that time it was our first loss. You know, we we, we thought it might be coming. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's a, it's not bad to get the monkey off your back. And, yeah. And um, we didn't play poorly or anything like that. There was there was circumstances as to why we couldn't couldn't perform at our best on that night. And you know that was our first loss for the season. And the girls were disappointed, but I think they understood the situation. Yeah.
0: So yeah, from from that game we uh we, we head down to, to Kingscliff, Linz.
1: Yeah, uh, this is a game to talk about. <laughs> oh my god!
0: So, uh, yeah, bit of fun playing on an under eights pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean th- that um, that is by far the smallest senior field I've ever I've ever played on before. And
0: when you see a centre back take a touch and have a shot, and it's still rising over the crossbar, you yeah. know you're quite close.
1: Yeah, it. It was, a, it was a strange one, a strange one for us. We kind of knew it. We knew the, what we were going to and we, we tossed up how we were going to tactically handle that. I knew it would be a very difficult um, uh, sort of plan to try and play out on that small field. Um, in the end, I kind of cop a little bit of blame for that because I still think probably looking back in hindsight, we should have gone about it differently. Um also, you know, Shari played in goal that game. We didn't have a keeper. Um, so kudos to Shari for putting a hand up for yeah.
0: that. Yeah, really well done, um, Shari.
1: Especially on such a small field where they were just gonna bomb from halfway, you know, and, and get the journey easily. Yeah. Um but you know what, it, it was a bad one. It was a bad one for yeah. us. Yeah.
0: So look, Linz, I, I tend to, to disagree with, with you saying that you take the blame there. I think I think the way we played I was quite happy, to be fair. I think we, we definitely should have just stuck to our system, which was play out from the back. Even though the field was quite small, I think it posed a great challenge to the girls. It put them under constant pressure. Um, and it I think it made the girls look for new avenues in those situations. So, um, like, there were moments there, I think you saw, Lynn's where Cherie was sort of pegged in, in that back corner. And she normally she's got so much space and time to find one or two passes in and out to you know to switch the play or go up the line and we're out and we're attacking. But that night with Kingi and their pressing game, not to mention how how tight the field was, she was having to find I suppose new passing sequences or new players where mm. she wasn't normally used to. Um, Malia as well on the other side of the field. Mm. Um, you know our midfielders had to drop a little bit deeper and find pockets of space that maybe weren't always there. So you know. Credit to, to Evie, Lauren, Bree, and and Lainey to trying to help the girls out there as well. Mm. Quite tough. We didn't always get out every single time, but I was I was quite happy with the fact that we didn't we didn't change. We we tried to stick to our system.
1: Well, there's you know there's um, credit in the bravery, definitely. Yeah, credit in the bravery. The girls did as as instructed, um, but that'll be that'll be one I guess up for up for argument on the table with us and the girls for for as long as we, as we live, you know, should we have played out? Should we have been more direct? Yeah, Happy to hear what you girls think.
0: Yeah, tell us what you think, guys, uh, for, for the girls that were down there and were watching the game. Big thank you to Doris as well for letting me wear her little uh, pajama onesie. Oh, yeah,
1: Jason forgot his jumper down there that night and it was freezing. I didn't forget.
0: Laney oh, forgot the jumper. Oh, handball. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, but no, yeah, big thanks to, to Doris there. She really she really came, came home with the goods. I had a lot of fun <laughs> prepping the girls with uh, the yeah. possession game and the run-throughs with yeah. me wearing a nice baby blue onesie Onesie.
1: (laughs) yeah oh
0: sorry good but um yeah look Kingy would obviously go on to to win this game so this became our second loss of the season um that game then obviously had um you know consequences on the table Linz we we um gave up our top spot
1: yeah at that point we were top of the league before that game and that was a that was a clash that would that would decide who would go on top at that point um I just remember the feeling from the girls after the gate that, that game and um it was unfortunate for Bree Bree got player of the match that game and you know she she, had a really strong game oh she worked her absolute backside off and um, like she does every game but in those conditions with that opposition scored herself a nice goal as well yep what a fantastic effort from Bree that night yeah and, and it was it was a bit sad I, I felt a bit for her that you know the feeling after the game wasn't one of um you know, enjoyment. You know, most girls were pretty down um, and that was a bit disappointing to see but it it was an ugly night down there for us and sometimes you have them girls and, and the proudest thing I was about our team is that we dust ourselves off we we just, you know, almost handballed over the premiership, so we thought at the time to, to Kingy and gone, All right, well, what's next? Yep. And and we're at training on Monday, back into our and to our stuff.
0: Yeah. So Annabelle put Brie through there for, for her goal that night, twenty two minutes in. But um yeah, Kingy came back and uh scored three three unanswered goals towards the end there. Yep. Um but yeah, last, the round after that we find ourselves back at home, Linz, um, against Palmy. We end up five 0 winners.
1: So that would have been Palmy Velocity?
0: I think so, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I didn't mind uh, the Palmy Velocity as, as a team. You know, I thought they they were obviously the weaker of the two Palm Beaches. Yep. Um, but they still they still tried to play footy, and they still had a couple of players that could do damage.
0: Yeah, they had a centre midfielder there. Um, yeah, her
1: name is Jackie that's um, right. Jackie Plunkett, I think her name is. Yep. Really good player. Scored a goal against us in the first round. Yep. Um, and, yeah. I think she had a chance or two in this yeah, game, too. Yeah, I think she did as well. Um, but they, they had a, a very young team. Um, most girls, I think, were sort of 17, 18. So, um, their coach was was pretty nice fella who was um, understood where they were at and very appreciative of how our girls play. So, um, you know, it was good to get the job done there against Palmy that night. But yep. But um, not a bad little side, that Velocity team if they stick together.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, um, so Georgia had a bit of a field day this game. Got herself a hat-trick and an assist. Oh. Um, so great game there from George. Yep. Um, her first two goals came in the first six minutes of this game. Oh, wow. So, yeah, she she turned up the play, that was for sure. Oh. Um, must have had a, had a pretty tough day at work that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but look, Laney put Georgia through for, for her first goal. Um, Evie would then go on to put Georgia through for a second. Yep. Um, Annabelle would then, you know, chime in for her, uh, you know, two goals a game ratio to maintain that. She uh, got herself two goals on the 69th and the 78th minute. Yeah. Um, Georgia, like I said earlier, put Annabelle through for her first goal and um, Shari popping up again for, for another assist.
1: She did that, didn't she, Shari? Just all through the year, she's either popping up with an assist or with a goal here yep. or there. Um, really well done by Shars.
0: Yep, definitely. And then uh, Jimmy showing her continued love for playing against Palm Beach. She's yep. had a goal involvement against pretty much every Palm Beach team up to date with yep. this podcast. Away. And uh, <laughs> yep. yeah, she pops up at the end there on the 86th minute and puts George for um, three for a hat trick.
1: I'll tell you something. We know Jimmy won't ever play for palm beach because she likes playing against them too much So <laughs> yes, that's definitely right <laughs> <laughs> there's one there's one crossed off the list that we won't lose jimmy to ever <laughs> oh that's that's awesome no no jim's had a great season and um yeah it was good to see her continue her form yep. against the palmy team and then obviously george with that with that incredible start to the game and and um you know not only, only the goal scoring but just but just how she was through the course of the game, when she didn't score goals, she was creating opportunities and just being a constant pain in the neck to the defenders. It's yep. just so valuable.
0: Not afraid to get back and help defend as well, backing yep. up Malia or Cherie if she's fit. on the left.
1: Super super fit, ready yep. to go. Yeah, yeah,
0: really really good game there from George. Yep. Um. So yeah, we move on to the um to the derby game, round two derby, where Southport come um come over to to our home ground. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> A physical game would, um, I guess, be an understatement for this one, Linz.
1: Yeah, um, it was a physical game. I think credit to Southport because, you know, I I feel like, um, you know, they thought that 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 would be a way to get under our skin. Um, If they they hung off us and they let us play, they were always going to be in trouble. So credit to Southport to understanding the fact that if if they had any chance at all, they had to bring the physical side to it. Yeah. And that's fine that's fine. Girls have got to understand. You know, that's that's perfectly fine for a coach to instruct his team to do that.
0: Bit of extra motivation for Southport this round as well because they had actually come off a really good performance against, uh, was it Kingy or Broadbeach they played the I week before? I think it
1: might have been Broadie. I think it might have been... I'm not too sure, but they were coming home with a wet sail at that time. They were playing really well.
0: Yeah, really, really well. I'm pretty sure um, with their recent performances up to date before this game, it put us in with a shout of... Um, jumping into top spot if we had have beaten Southport this game.
1: Yeah, I remember in the warm-up there was a little bit of uh, chat between us two to actually um, tell the girls whether or not if we won tonight we'd go back on top because Broadbeach had just beaten Kingscliff um, away as well. That's right. Um, So we'd, we'd heard that result and with that result it meant that if we beat Southport we'd go back on top. And we were talking about whether that would be a smart thing to tell the girls before the game or...
0: Did we want to put them under pressure on purpose or did we want to maybe keep it to the side and not let them know? And,
1: you know, I decided that time, no, I'm going to tell them. I'm going to tell them because, you know, I I went along the lines of if I was a player, I I would probably like to know. Um, It's not always the same psyche for for a women's team, I get it. But at that particular time with the group we had, I thought we were probably mature enough to handle that. And I think they they really did, um, after hearing that information, galvanise.
0: Yeah, some players react to that sort of info really well. It sort of gives them a bit of added motivation to, to sort of go, oh, there's a real opportunity here. Let's let's smash it out. Yeah. So um, this game, obviously, we came out with uh, a 3-1 win, Linz. Yep. We, um, this was one game where I think Laney... You know she she shines every week. Let's let's face it; it's sort of like the the benchmark for her, where she's always in the top echelon of the top performers. Yep. I guess weeks, most weeks, but this was one game where she definitely didn't let Southport in with a sniff. Yeah. Um, you know she came up with the first goal. Um, you know, being assisted by Lauren, um, they have quite a good relationship together on the field. Um, but all game, she was. She was just unplayable. She played in a few different positions too, Linz.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was one of those games where there was there was some um, injury concerns and with and with the um, with also the top position on the line. We, we had to be a little bit more crafty with with where we were going to play, Laney. Um, so yeah, I agree with you, Jace. She she put in a really big captain's effort that night. Uh, more, you know, more so than her normal good self. So, yep. um, don't like to butterlane up too much. I try to avoid it if I can, but I can't do it on that night. She was great.
0: Yeah, yeah, she was definitely in top top form there. Yeah. So, fifteen minutes in, she gets that goal. Um, Southport then come roaring back uh, nine minutes later. So, twenty four minutes in, um, Southport equalise, and then uh, just before half time, Bree pops up with a goal um, yep. again. Um, you know, putting in a good performance against obviously the her previous previous team. Yep. Um, had a bit bit to prove there, and um, a player that came up from Div Two, Linz. Um, obviously with us having a few injury concerns, we yep. we had a look at who could possibly come up from Div Two that were showing signs of promise. But not only that, they also had to, I guess, fit into the positions that we were kind of looking for. Sure. Um, in yeah. regards to the spaces we had, and Sarita. Yeah, um, you know came in for us this game did she play the game before as well
1: no she didn't no this that's was right. this was Sarita's game for us and, yeah. and um, we got got to the chance to give her plenty of game time due to you know the, the injury concerns we had at the time yeah um, all right I
0: remember when we put her on um, we, we were sort of tossing up whether to put her in a few different positions yeah. lens, and we we both agreed that striker would be the position for her to i suppose cause a bit of havoc we'd watched her quite a bit for for div two and she's played in defense and she's played obviously out wide i think and she's i think she has played in midfield a bit for him yeah in in an attacking role
1: yeah
0: um but noticing sarita's game she definitely she has a bit of pace about her she's quite tall yeah um you know she um she's quite physical in her in her defensive work as well but she almost never loses the ball when she goes in for a challenge she seems to read um, you know, that moment quite well, lins
1: Yeah, uh, I was really, really proud of Sarita that night. Um, you know, she was pretty nervous. She w- wasn't really all that keen to go up front, but, yep. but followed instruction to what we needed. and And it was strange because once she got out there, it was like she had her own ball for a while then and it was something that Southport didn't really know how to deal with at that time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at, at that time, if you remember, they, they were having uh, a little bit of trouble with Annabelle, but Annabelle was absolutely buggered, had worked her backside off and was carrying um, foot injury as well. So, um, you know, to throw Sarita up there, who was fresh, ready to go, totally different problem for Southport to deal with, and um, I think it took them off guard. Yeah, and, off. and Sarita owned earned herself and and our team a penalty. Which which Lauren was it that that put away was? Uh, no, Annabelle. Oh, was Annabelle. Yeah, oh, okay. we we put Annabelle back on, and yeah. she she
0: put the pen away. Okay. Um, but yeah, just on Sarita you know. I had a chat to her before going on the field and gave her some some pointers in regards to her positioning and what she could possibly do in certain situations and then obviously you gave her a bit of a chat to her as well and gave her a hand when she had some questions for you Yeah. and um, I just think when she came on she not only took all of that on board but I think she she took it a bit further and when she sensed um, you know, an opportunity, she she just jumped on it straight away. Every time Southport had a, a loose touch or the pass wasn't quite there along their back line, Sarita was just pouncing on it every time with her pressure.
1: Yeah, it was really good to see.
0: Yep, really, really good. So, yeah, big congrats there to Sarita. Um, did you have player of the
1: match there, Linz? Player of the match for that game was Jimmy.
0: Yes, that's right, Jimmy. Yep. Yep, great, great game from Jimmy.
1: Yeah, so, again, I just felt that that was a game where... Um, we, we were losing a lot of troops that game. Um, it was very physical. Jimmy was one in that particular game that played a lot of minutes um, as a winger, tireless, tirelessly up that wing, um, providing opportunities for, for players around her and also an outlet for us and doing a defensive job as well. Um, I I just think she had a really good wingers game on on that occasion and and was was good enough to earn player of the match uh, against Southport. There. Yeah, yeah.
0: Kudos there to, to Jim. Great, great game. Um, we find ourselves now down uh, down at Tweed, Lyns.
1: <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, girls, remember this game?
0: Oh, so this was a game where um, I think. Kingscliff had drawn again, so there was a chance for us to go further ahead. I think. Or, That's right. That's yep, right. Yep. Yep. Um, and it was a game where obviously Tweed, you know, came came to play. Really, they they were obviously sitting, um, you know, quite low on the table. Um, but I don't think that really fazed them. They were quite happy to, to to have a crack. Um, and you know, kudos to them. They actually went. One nil up, two minutes in.
1: Yeah, and um, you know, they they come out, I suppose, all guns blazing. We were, you know, fresh out of the cars from from the Gold Coast down to Tweed Heads. It was a it's sort of like the longest trip that we that we could make. Um, so it was it was very cold as well down there. It was always ugly night going down to play at Tweed. It's hard, whether you're women's, men's or whatever.
0: It was definitely a game that reminded me of the Palmy one one earlier in the season, Lynns, where things just weren't quite clicking for us
1: yeah and also if you remember um from previously we we we'd lost mel so we didn't have a keeper so we were relying on bronte um who was a you know a part-timer at best um so at that stage you know any shots on goal were going to come with a threat so um I think probably Tweed sensed that early to their credit. And, yeah, we're basically just firing at will and one, one of them hit the net early. So. But we were off our game, no question.
0: Yeah, so um, brings us into uh, the uh, infamous halftime chat,
1: links. Yeah, yeah, the, um, the halftime chat that I love so much that was delivered by yourself. Um, you know, I was quite unhappy with what the girls were, were, were putting out there at the time. It was It was really... A substandard performance from us at that point um and the saddest thing was i think the girls knew it as well um and to have you take them over to the corner <laughs> and sit them down and um just let them know exactly directly what we had spoken about and thought um left them without any hesitation about how we felt about the situation i mean um I'm really proud of you because I mean I'm I could have done that. <laughs> I mean I could, I could have done that and then I would have lost 16 friends for the rest of my life. But you've you've done really well to handle yourself in that in that moment because you know you were able to get through to the girls directly what we were talking about in a way that there was no confusion at all and that things had to change. And they were able to respond to you really well, mate. So that that's well done in a backhanded compliment. Yes,
0: yeah, thanks, mate. Well, uh, I'll take that backhanded compliment. As many of you are aware of Lindsay's famous backhander compliments, yeah, they, yeah. Are, yeah,
1: well.
0: they are they are sights to behold. So thank you, mate. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, the girls, um, I, I definitely think reacted exactly the way we'd we'd hoped, um, and from that we we just explode into the second half with um, you know the performance that we were hoping the girls had in them, you know, they were showing it all season. And for whatever reason, you know, bar the Palmy 1-1 game and I guess the two losses yep. that we had previously, this this was a game where the second half really, you know, the girls had something to prove.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of good performances. We'll, we'll touch on the on the better ones that we, that we took out of that game. But, I mean, Evie was awarded Player of the Match that game. Yep. I, I really, really admired Evie on that night. Um she really takes it personally when you know when you come at at the girls and you say you're not playing well she she kind of seems to take it personally and go right oh I'll show them and she takes the the bit between the teeth and her second half she was so busy
0: yeah she was sensational yeah. in that second half yeah. um, really really dominated that midfield and with the help of obviously Lauren bree and and Laney um, the four girls wrestled dominance back into into our favor
1: yeah yeah but I do think. I do think it was Evie that you know that the three girls were were contributing no doubt bit but Evie was the one on that night. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Um Crystal finds herself in a in a new position um, midway yeah. through this this second half. We you know, I think we decided to have a crack at Sarita 2.0 this game and do the same thing with Crystal. Yeah, it was
1: a really good idea from you, Jace, at the time. I was throwing up three or four others, but um, really well done by yourself to suggest Crystal for this role. And yeah, she did fantastic when she was out there. So good yeah.
0: job. Yeah, thanks, mate. Definitely definitely brought um, the, the much-needed energy up front, I think, in regards to pressing and putting pressure on Tweed to either play a misplaced pass and, again, um, you know, really attack that loose touch that, that we knew or we identified Tweed yeah. having that game. Um, you know, I think our girls just weren't quite shutting down as quick. That we were sort of sitting off and seeing what they were about and letting them play their game, which I think reduced our playing level down to theirs, which obviously they were hoping for. Yeah. So I think with Crystal's inclusion in that second half um, was a real catalyst for our girls to spring into action. So um, you know, the goals started flowing really, really nicely after that. So um, I think Annabelle came back on as well, and we then moved Crystal back out wide, yeah. and Annabelle found herself. Um, threw on goal, thanks to Bree, 49 minutes in. Yep. Um, Georgia then pops up with two goals herself, um, 60 and 62 minutes in. So oh, yeah. two minutes of fire from, uh, <laughs> from, from George. Yep. Um, Bree assists again for, for George and Annabelle returns the favor um, for Georgia's second goal. Um, Evie caps off an amazing performance as you obviously touched on just before there, Linz, with a 78th minute goal. Right. Um, Georgia puts, puts Evie through for that. And then um, Crystal um, finishes off um, our fifth goal on the 88th minute with um, Shari again popping up for an assist.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I I just remember two out of that game, girls, and it's and it can be a little bit of a lesson for us, you know, if you were in the same position. Hopefully, we're not. But I I think the uh, the Tweed centre back um, got sin binned uh, for ten minutes in that second half.
0: That's right, she did too.
1: And. To be honest, you know, Tweed at that point were very much in the game. I think they were down, they were two one down or something. But they were very much in the game at that point and, and that that Tweed player was seen-binned for descent. And after that, I mean we just took advantage of the extra player and it, it wouldn't have mattered if if they had two more on the field, it wouldn't have mattered, it would have made a difference. We started to play better. But, you know, just with that sin binning girls, if if you can remember to keep your heads you know in times of frustration or whatever we had a very good um a very good group this year with that type of stuff but you know that that sin binning against uh, that worked for us against tweed you know that really cost them that night they they could have jagged something if that girl stays on the field but, yeah but um it's a good lesson for us moving forward you know if you must keep your heads on the field girls because if you're 10 minutes off then um you know everyone's working harder than they what what they need to
0: yeah yeah that's definitely right lins really good shout out there and yeah tweed definitely i think could have snatched a point or maybe even a, a um a, a win yeah well um, right i mean again, even though. if
1: even if tweed lose 2-1 in that game or 3-1 or whatever that they they still i believe take that as a win yeah
0: definitely um and
1: you know that was as disappointing if i was thinking if i was their coach i'd be really really annoyed with that because you know they got under our skins there for a while. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, no, they definitely did. So um, after after that win there, Linz, we we move on to the final game of the regular season. Um, we're at home to Palmy, yep. so the second Palmy team. Um, yep. Knowing that um, a win or a draw would um, would secure the the premiership for us.
1: Yep, it was good to good to kind of have that situation in our own control. At that point. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. we finished that game, obviously, 2-1 winners there, Linz. Um, Crystal popping up for our first goal, 18 minutes in. Yeah. Um, Malia puts Crystal through for an assist. I think Malia had a great game here. Nice. Um, Sheree pops up for, for a goal just before half time, So 43 minutes in um, and assisted there by, by Lauren. I think it may have come off a corner, if I'm, um, yep. if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And um, yeah, it was pretty much 2-0, I think, Linz, for the majority of the game. Um, again, had a plethora of chances, um, you know, sort of came wave after wave after wave for us with the, the performance we put in. Um, but credit to Palmy, um, you know, got a, got a consolation goal pretty much on the 90th minute to make it 2-1. But, yep. um, I definitely want to give a bit of a shout out to the, the young Palmy coach, um, for this team. We, Linz, you and I had a chat to him after the first the first game we had against them down at Palmy yep. and um, after the game, and you know he he, you know, credited us with with the way we played. He you know said how happy he was that there was a team that wasn't just doing the old kick chase game that Metro is well known for. Yep, um, and you know decided that he was going to take a little bit of um, things out of out of our game and add it to to his coaching philosophy lens.
1: Yeah, um, really really uh, nice nice young coach there that's trying his hardest to, to train his girls the right way um, they'll be a really good team next year if they're still still together, uh, the Palm Beach Sharks, they they finished fifth just behind surface and if they would have got a result against us in that game they would have finished fourth um, really good shout out to, to any coach um, that can respect any other style of play really, I mean um, I mentioned before with the Southport situation where you know and just because southport played a different style in us it doesn't mean it's not good coaching that's mm. that's where we need to sort of make sure we're clear yeah you know, definitely that, right you know you, you you play with what you've got and you, and you work to your strengths yeah and there's no worries with that but i think that the palmy team really did um look look to play football an attractive brand um they didn't bring any any rubbish and you know, they were very respectful and are very complimentary of the way we played. So, shout out to Palmy Sharks for that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think we noticed straight away from from the first game we had against them um, compared to this game, Linz. Um, one thing I definitely noticed straight away was the fact that they had changed to playing out from the back. Um, mm. You know, didn't quite work out for them against us this game, but I definitely want to, you know, credit the Palm Beach coach for, you know, his coaching in this game and making sure that the girls didn't change the way they played just because. You know, our girls were having quite a few shots against their goalkeeper. Yeah, we only scored two goals, um, but obviously could have been a lot more. Yeah. And they they never changed. They, they were playing out from the back still. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure I spoke to him after the game and he was sort of saying to me he couldn't care if he had have lost 10-0 against us or, you know, 1-0. He wanted the girls to play a certain way. And if they were going to learn against anyone, it was going to be against us.
1: Yeah, no, it was was really good, and and obviously with the win, we we were able to lift the trophy that that night. So, um, or oh, well, you know, we we couldn't do it that night; it wasn't there. But we we <laughs> metaphorically could appreciate and and celebrate the win.
0: Yeah, definitely. So big big kudos to the girls there, notching or securing the the premiership that night.
1: Yeah, and uh, Malia was awarded player of the match for for that night and an absolute ripper of a game that she had. Yeah, um, finished the season. So strong, you know, worked so hard all year. So I was really happy that yep. she got the, the last one
0: there. Really started to see her attacking runs yeah. by this time. Obviously, we spoke earlier in the previous podcast about the, the first Broadbeach game where she, you know, started showing signs of it. And um, obviously throughout the season, she was not only taking um, information and learning off UNI lens, but, you know, unofficially, she was sort of seeing what Cherie was doing throughout the season. And I think this game, you know, all of that sort of, came to fruition and she just had an absolute blinder
1: yeah it was good to see
0: yeah so that brings us into the final series lens where we um find ourselves at home in um the first semi-final against surfers
1: yeah this is one of my more favorite games of the year um you know i, I always enjoy playing surface we mentioned prior in both times that we played before they they are a decent team they have they have good players um they're they're, they're dangerous up front they cover well across the back. Um, you know, there's everything there that says that it's going to be a really good game. But it's just a team that we seem to be able to get hold of, you know, and, and if we play well, we, we generally win well against surface. So I, I kind of like that as, a, as an opposing coach. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so that, that semi-final, I think, was one of our better games of the year.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Yep. A win here would see us make a, an, another grand final um, yep. for, for the girls. Um, Laney popped up in the ninth minute to, to get us ahead 1-0 um, off a of Bree assist yep. um, definitely a game I think Bree shone yet again um, especially with it being a final you know a little bit of added pressure I guess um, the girls knowing they were possibly 90 minutes away from either a final a grand final or end of season so um, I think Bree really really shone in this game she popped up again 34 minutes in um, to, to put Lauren through for a goal 34 minutes in yep um, Shari Finally gets herself a goal instead of assisting everybody.
1: <laughs> nice one, Shars.
0: Yep. Um, really nice goal this one as well. I, I remember watching it from the sideline with you, Linz, and we just happened to be at a really good angle where yep. we were directly behind Shari. And, you know, she took it really well just outside the box from the left side of the field, and it just curled, you yeah. know, beautifully into the goal. Yeah, it was a ripper. Yeah, so Lauren's put her her in for that goal. Um, 52 minutes in, Annabelle pops up to, to finish off um, her her goal scoring season, um, thanks to Evie's assist, which again um, lends an absolutely beautiful goal to watch unfold. Yeah, um, you know Evie somehow found a pocket of space in in the final third and still managed to play an incisive pass that bypassed at least three Surfers defenders um, to to find Annabelle running in on goal just inside the box, um, and Annabelle calmly slotted at home to to make it four 0
1: Oh, that's awesome! Yep. No, I remember a lot of aspects of that game, particularly in the final third. We were we were very creative in that game. Yeah. We, we uh, were, were sharp. You know, we've talked about in previous games where we weren't on the money, where we were moving the ball slowly and putting ourselves under pressure. This was just the opposite of that. We we were moving the ball quickly. Off the ball work was was really high. Um, poor old surfers that night just copped the wrath of a really good performance. Yep,
0: definitely. So surfers pop up with a goal at the end there um, to to make it four one, but um, a, a game as well that I guess unexpectedly halted the season for for one player as well. lins in Annie.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, definitely not my favourite time of the year. Um, not my favourite time at all. If you've ever seen a grown man cry, guys, it's not very good. Um, now, very very disappointed uh, for Annie there. She's you know no secret to any of the girls or for that matter that she's absolutely one of my favourites. And to see her go down in a semi final, um, you know, knowing at the time that she was done, you know, was just so sad for me personally and also the team. You know, um, really good team member. And, um, yeah, really sad to lose Annie. right on probably, what, 20 minutes to go?
0: Yeah, it wasn't long to go. Um, I guess, you know, it was really unfortunate in the way she went down as well because being a defender, she actually found herself in quite a favorable position on the field where she was, you know... (laughs) Ridiculous. She was almost a right winger where she found herself with the ball and she was charging down and, um, unfortunately, the ball that was was tapped forward turned into a bit of a 50-50 ball. When the you know the surface player you know um, to her credit was just trying to shut down and definitely went for the ball yeah um, yep. so you know it definitely wasn't any wrongdoing there from no. from surface it just so happened that any ha- happened to fall <sighs> quite awkwardly <laughs> I'm tearing up now Jason <laughs> no, no, um, no, no, but no, I mean no. watching watching <laughs> watching it unfold and seeing Annabelle with the biggest smile on her face running forward in an attacking sense and not always as a defensive mm. you know um, Position like she has all season. Mm. I mean, Lindsay it was almost like seeing that bloody Facebook meme where you see the from from the Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit, saying "I'm going on an adventure," yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. and then and bang. then it just comes to a crashing halt. So, yeah, um, really unfortunate there for, for Annie. She obviously that ended her season. Yep. Um, and yeah, we we get ourselves a grand final berth, Lindsay against Brody.
1: Yeah, the um, you know, the the relief, I suppose, to. To know that you've actually got there—that's probably the the achievement for the season. You 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 look at it two ways. You 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 want to win the league, but you want to play in the grand final as well. You know, the, depending on which side of the fence you sit, you know, they're the two goals for the year. We'd already ticked off one, so we got ourselves into a grand final. So that was that was a really good achievement for us from from the start. Um, but you know didn't Brody play well that night
0: yeah they definitely brought the fire again yeah. second time around yeah. um you know it was their second visit to, to to Musgrave and um you know full credit to to the coach across there um yeah. at Brodie yeah. and yeah. again brought um brought a, a very large crowd they brought you know drums and balloons and everything they lined yeah. one side of the field and you know full credit to them you know in supporting supporting their team away from home
1: uh, I look! I love the way Brody support their women's teams. I've always have. It's not always been favourable for Mudgegraves. <laughs> In fact, most of the time, it's not. But it always creates an atmosphere. You can't argue with that. And, and you know, girls speaking as a as a male player, you know, that's that's what it's about. You know, that's what it's about. You gotta you gotta rise above it. But the one thing the Brodie crowd, I believe, do often acknowledge is good good sportsmanship and and good football. And I think they did. You know, um, respect us. Come the end of the game as well. It's a lot easier when you win the game. You know, yeah. it have been interesting if if Brody had lost, if they were still so, so jovial. Yep. But um, I believe they would have been, and um, you know, they created an atmosphere for us that night in a, in a grand final that I'm sure the girls won't ever forget, even though that we didn't win it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think definitely a game where the scoreline didn't really tell the full story. Um, obviously, Brodie coming up winners three nil there. Yeah. Um, a big shout-out to, to Broadie's first goal, though. We sort of gave away a, a free kick just inside their attacking half against us. And, um, you know, the way, the way she hit that ball, um, I don't think anyone was going to save that.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was unfortunate. Mel was already limited with her movement just coming back from injury. There was not a whole lot she could do about really anything in particular. She was really keeping on one leg. Um, but that, that shot from Prue... You know, was was sort of top corner stuff that you know. Even even if Mel was had two fit, fit legs out there, she probably couldn't have got to. So yeah, definitely a, a really it's well stiff. hit free it's kick. Stiff.
0: Yeah, definitely. Prue would then uh, pop up again to to cause us a bit of a bit of um, heartache where Bree found herself with a free kick. Yeah. Um, I literally think maybe three four minutes after after the first goal that Brodie had scored, and yep. to Bree's credit, curled that ball in. So so well. Yep. Um. Obviously controversial in regards to we don't have the the access of VAR,
1: but no, um maybe we should invest, <laughs> Jess. Instead of this podcast, we we'll get VAR. Yeah. We'll
0: start saving now. We might be ready in fifty years' time. <laughs> but um yeah, Pru would obviously uh, head the ball um obviously off the line. Yeah. Um, questionable off the line. Yeah. May may have possibly been uh, on one side of the line. May have. But um. <laughs> You know, all good. Um, you know, the goal did not count. And Brody would then go on to score another goal 27 minutes in. Um, again, seems to be the the, the, the running um, storyline between us and Brody. Um, we had another at least two goals kicked off the line, um, which happened earlier in the season yeah. between us again. Georgia being the same player again, um, happening to, to cause a bit of havoc. Um, but yeah, they, they would obviously... Turn out not to be goals for us. And yep. then um, Brodie would then seal the win, I suppose, right at the end there um, to to make it three nil.
1: Yeah, and also um Bree, Bree hits the crossbar with a free kick in the second half late as well. Yeah,
0: Malia has a really good shot in the second half there too. I think she had a um, she had a volley. I yep. think off off, oh, yeah, that's off right. uh, George's cross, I think, or maybe Lauren's.
1: I'm not sure, but, but that was uh, an absolute belter. She from Malia. she connected
0: that really really well. It <laughs> oh, just <yeah. laughs> so unlucky that it just happened to hit a Brody player.
1: Oh, that was her time. Yeah, it was a really
0: really good hit. Um, but, yeah, we, we had our chances, Linz. Yep. We, we definitely could have, you know, affected the game.
1: There's definitely no regrets on on that front. I mean, I spoke earlier about perhaps going into the Kingscliff game away with, with, a, with a bit of regret about style and, and whatever. No regrets for the Brodie game. Um, you know, I think the girls uh, played really nice football under series heat. Broadbeach beach definitely finished their chances and just brought the pressure that we hadn't had dealt with all year
0: yep definitely yeah um yeah so that that brings an end to to our season lins um yeah. you know i thought a really really strong season for the girls yet again um you know went one better this year in making a grand final berth
1: yep and also winning the minor premiership yes that's what counts. <laughs> That's what counts. Seriously, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. But yeah, big, big congratulations to to Broadbeach. Um, you know, definitely um, were the better team on the nights in regards to winning the grand final. Yeah, um, and
1: and when you look about and think about it, Broadbeach in that second round, they didn't lose a game. Were red hot. Yeah, they were red hot. So, you know, they've they've had to work real hard to get to where that where they did. So credit to them. Yeah, well done. And, and like I said at the end of the the presentation there we can't wait for next year and yeah we're, definitely we're, we'll go again yep we'll be there
0: yep should be a really interesting 2021 season there Yep. so look um guys we're really sorry i didn't realize for part one we've gone for over an hour linds
1: oh yeah
0: <laughs> mm, Jesus. um so yeah hopefully you really enjoyed that first part everyone but look me and linds are, are going to take a break and um yeah tune in for part two where we uh chat about goals Linz.
1: yeah yeah we'll take that on jace no worries cool not lost my three. Go and fuck yourself, fellas. I'm not. I could rant and rave. I could rant and rave, but I realised today that I'm coaching a shit football team. Today, today's the day, not the day the teddy bears had their picnic, it was the day, it was the day that I realised I was coaching a bunch of blokes that aren't there, physically. I don't think we're there mentally. I don't think we're there, and it's doing my fucking head in.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a rant! A classic coach's rant. I'm guessing—is uh,
1: that from Eulens after one of our one of our Schnuckers games? Or yep, yeah, yep, yeah, you might <laughs> might have taken a note out of my book there. No, that is the the great uh, late great Danny Frawley, uh, former coach of Richmond AFL.
0: Love it. Um, um, so look, guys, if you've got any funny sound grabs, I guess, to, to break up the different parts of, of this uh, Off the Crossbar podcast, send them through. Uh, you know, Linz and I would definitely love to, to to hear and see what you guys come up with.
1: Yep. Just have to be sort of 15, 20 seconds of something that you that you like to hear. Um, we'll have a look at it and see if we can squeeze it in.
0: Yeah, definitely. So look, Linz, part two Um is going to be uh a bit of a goals uh themed part which will you know become a bit of a weekly fixture in this podcast now
1: yeah looking forward to it
0: so um i figured a great way to start i guess this part um in regards to the goals um is go through the different um muzzy teams that are being represented um you know down at goals there we have four women's teams um in in the women's east Division that is played on a Monday night. Yep, yep.
1: Um,
0: and look, this week we might go through two of those and then uh, next week we'll go through the other two.
1: Yep, sounds good.
0: Beautiful. So, look, I'll, I'll start things off. Um, so, the first uh, women's team we're, we're going to go through quickly is um, a team with <laughs> uh, a unique name. I'm not going to try and sound it out. I'm actually just going to spell it because it's very hard to, to sound it out. Um, so, it's AFHTSLB or nice
1: one girls and
0: uh look this is uh brooklyn's team for those of you that may or may not know um you know or recognize that distinctive team name (laughs) um but look there is a bit of a meaning behind that team name and it actually stands for um american feral horse typically small lightly built um which we all know is the definition of lynn's
1: uh that's urban dictionary definition for a mustang so very creative there girls very, very, very well done. Difficult for the referees and, and <laughs> administrative bodies to, <laughs> to keep on top of. To off. keep on top of. So well played. Well, love it.
0: So look, this team. Uh, you know, we're two weeks in, Lins, into into this uh, women's East Division yep. um, comp, and this team currently since third. Um, you know, they've notched up two wins, so two from two, which is good for them. Yep. Um, their next game is at seven twenty next Monday, and they're playing um, the
1: Alpacas, Linz. The Alpacas. So, girls, I suppose you know part of the reason of, of getting into this goals segment of the podcast is you know if you're not um, involved in a team or if you're looking for something to do on a Monday night and get down and watch the girls. So, um, Brooklyn's team is playing. I'll have to refer to them as Brooklyn's team because I can't say the fucking name. <laughs> but it's not participant. <laughs> But they are kicking off at 7.20 on Monday night if you want to go down and support.
0: Yeah, really good atmosphere down there, guys. Um, you know, there's always you know a bit of a group down there supporting us, Muzzy Muzzy Crew. Yeah, um, you some, know
1: a few boys down there as well from from the club, so it's a good vibe. Uh, team list there, Jay. Who's in that side? Yeah, the... so
0: look, this team um, currently has uh, Brooklyn, uh, Cherie, uh, Laney's in this team, Lauren, KJ, uh, Sophia, Crystal, and Doz.
1: That's a fair look inside. I believe Doz is making a comeback oh, okay. next Monday. I, I, I was just listening in on a conversation with, with her and Lauren last week, and I don't know how serious <laughs> Doz was about it, but yep. I thought there was a whisper that Doz was playing next next Monday. Okay. So um, correct okay. us on that if you can, Doz, yeah. and um, give us some give us some feedback with how you're feeling. be good to see you out there having a run.
0: Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, look, we've watched this team a couple of times now, Linz. Um, I think they rotate their goalkeeping um Duties around around the team, and uh, I think Soph done herself really really proud in the, in first half. We we're sitting behind the goals. egg, giving us some, uh, I, I dare say, probably not feedback, maybe a bit of banter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit of
1: both, a bit of both from from close range. Um, yeah, just quietly. So Fancies herself as a little bit of a keeper option. She doesn't like to make it too too public because she doesn't want to get stuck in there for the outdoor season. But she can handle herself very capably in goal. She's done it for us before.
0: Yep. Um, Cherie, I think jumped in goals for the second half there um, you know to much to Reese's uh, yeah you know Cherie's partner delight um, he's a keeper himself in you know one of the one of the most revered teams in uh, in goals history the schnuckers
1: <laughs> Most revered because it's the one that we're in of course <laughs> chase but um, yep um, Cherie showing Reese how it's done there which is always lovely
0: yeah be uh, be a great drive home after after those games I guess. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, so look, that's the first uh, representing first team representing uh, Musgrave. Um, Linz, you've got the second team there?
1: Yeah, the second team we're going to talk about uh, or, or bring to your attention, guys, is a team named Team X. Very creative girls on that, well done. Yeah. Um, they're also in the same division um, as Brooklyn's team, so uh, Women's East Division. Um, they're currently coming sixth in in that competition, so um, you know they've they've had two from two losses at this stage. So they've been they've been in the games, but um,
0: early days. Yeah,
1: now they're they're all enjoying themselves out there. Um, their next game on Monday is six thirty five versus Rabina Red. So if you want to get down and support the Musgrave Girls, is there's, there's them at six thirty five and then Brooks at at seven twenty. Um, uh, team X, Amira's team is playing Rabina Red, so even if you are not a fan of Musgrave and you just don't like Rabina, <laughs> maybe get down there for that for that support. That would be good. Really disappointing, Jase, to find out from Amira today that last week uh, Sarah got injured. Oh um, no! Yeah, Sarah from Div Two Girls uh, was injured and needs an MRI this week. So um, all the best to Sarah for that. You know she. <laughs> You know, she would have been looking forward to the girls' comp, I'd imagine. And, and you know, that's, that's disappointing for the for Team next to hear.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed she gets a, you know, speedy recovery.
1: Yeah, um, on, just on that too, guys, that, um, you know, Amira has, has asked me to send a message to say that, um, you know, if there's any girls looking to fill in for her team next Monday and, you know, maybe beyond, but certainly for next Monday... Uh, for the 6.35 game, uh, if you can get in touch with either myself or Amira. And, um, you know, you could probably get a run down there. It's good fun. Um, so they're looking for someone to replace Sarah on Monday night if you can, guys.
0: Yeah, nice. And uh, you got a team list there, Linz?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is a, a different team in, in formation. There's, there's still uh, Charlene, Helga, obviously Sarah, who's injured, Leah Hall, uh, Amira herself, obviously, from Div 2 at Musgrave. So there's a a big Musgrave connection there. But a couple of Amira's friends, uh, Nicole and Summer, who play at Broadbeach, have joined uh, in with the girls there. And um, Amira tells me that that uh, only herself and nicole have uh the only two players that have ever played at goals before oh wow so, so you know um, fresh team yeah fre- fresh team and um we've watched them play a couple of times as well jace we've yeah, really enjoyed to it. See it and it's been been good fun and they've been in the games as well so yeah. um 6.35 for them on monday night guys if you could get down there that'd be that'd be fantastic yeah
0: awesome um definitely a game that would uh definitely accommodate Helga and her technical ability there. Yeah. I guess.
1: Uh, yeah, I think it would be right. Um, in her, you know, in her lane. Um, that kind of short, close control, skilled gain.
0: Yep, definitely. Yeah. Um, Charlene as well. Um, you know, gets around the pitch quite nicely. She done quite well this year for, for Div two.
1: Yeah, and uh, she scored a goal last week. Uh, yeah. Charlene. So um, she was pretty happy with that. Telling me all about it. Nice work, Charlene.
0: Yeah, good honour. That's great. Loving so, own work. so yeah, we got uh 6:35 and 7:20 for for both those games next week. Everyone, if you want to get down and you know support support the girls or just yep. um, have a bit of fun down there. Yeah, Cam, Cam runs a pretty pretty tight ship down there. Yeah,
1: he does. It's good <laughs> fun, and you know Jason, I'd be down there with a few of the other boys as well. So. Um, socials are always available on a Monday night if you can.
0: Beautiful. So we might move on, Linz, to a a bit of a, a bit of an activity I've got planned for us.
1: Yep. Bring it.
0: Uh, it's goals, goals themed. Uh, you know, seeing as we're in the, uh, we're in the goals part of this podcast. Yep. So I was having a bit of a think about it and I thought it'd be pretty fun to, to, you know, uh, get you to, to create, uh, your own goals team, Linz, um, with a few restrictions it's going to be a mixed team, obviously, because uh, we're, we're throwing the, the coaches into the ring here to, okay. to, to give it a game time. Okay. But uh, look, Linz, I want you to create um, your your goals team. So there has to be eight players. Yep. Now, out of those eight players, three have to be from our Div 1 girls team. Three have to be from um, our women's Div 2 side. And then uh, our final two spots have to be one of, um, you know, two of the coaching teams staff from right. either either Div 1 or Div 2 mate so oh, right. I see hot. I see you've got a bit of a list there looks like you've done a bit of thinking so yeah, what, do you, what do you, do you got there mate
1: um, well it was straight up selections for me <laughs> um, to start off out of the Div 1 team uh, three players I will go with there is one would be Laney um, Beck is bastard <laughs> Beck is that's partly the reason because I knew you would pick her so yeah. I thought I'd get in first <laughs> No, Beck is the best player I've ever coached and I'd never leave her out of any team um, if, if I had the choice. Um, second is probably Cherie. Um, Good shout. Yeah, Cherie, who we play with in our mixed team as well, is great goals value. I mean, she's just super fit, works hard, probably could score more goals, but, you know, she saves plenty in, in, in the other way. and um, Good
0: value for a bit of banter too on the oh, field.
1: Yeah, constantly. Constantly good value for for a laugh, and the other one from my Div One team would of course be Annie, who um, I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, and I'm happy to mention it again. She's going to get embarrassed, but she's my favourite player. So uh, Annie definitely gets into any team, any team that I pick. And uh, so those three girls for me. Um, do you want to go with your three from Div One, or shall I continue? Um, mate?
0: You know what? Let's just let's just go through your whole team, okay. and okay. then I'll, I'll go through mine. But um, Obviously, the last restriction, which I didn't obviously put on you, or it affects both of us really, Linz, is once you pick your team, I I can't pick the same player. So oh good, yeah, so oh, good. <laughs> but awesome. don't worry, we've got we've got two very very strong Muzzy squads, and yeah. I can't wait to 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 let everyone else know uh, the team I've come up with. They're yeah. gonna smash your team, oh, mate. Awesome. All
1: right. Well, I'll continue on. Okay. So the Div Two girls that I would include into my team of goals would be, first one would be Amira. I think Amira is an absolute ripper. Yep, good Um, shout, great defender. Great defender, she's gonna cover plenty of ground, she's gonna get forward and create opportunities up front as well, just with the sheer fitness and and ability to run. Yep. Um, Then I would go with Sarita. Um, I think that she, on the short sort of time I've, I've seen Sarita play, there's no question that this girl is a player. Yep. Um, I think that she is just oozes quality. Um, so I'd really like to include her into my goals team. She could be very effective, I think.
0: Yeah, I agree. Definitely got a lot of development ahead of her, but you know, initial signs are quite promising.
1: Yep. And third from Div 2 I would take would be Brooke. Um, Brooke is someone that you have to have in your goals team. One, because she'll tell you so, right? <laughs> <laughs> but two, because... You know, you need to have someone out there who's capable of putting the ball in the net. Um, she's a very, very good finisher. Uh, very, very good team player in that she'll, she'll do a spelling goal if you need her to. Um, she'll happy, happily defend if you need her to, but she's really all about the team. And also you need someone to be organised you know, especially in, in one of my teams, I need an organizer and Brooke brings that hard. So I really would take Brooke as the third. Tell you I'd what, the, two.
0: the after party for, for, for that team would be crazy with and uh, Brooke involved there. Oh, a few
1: cheeseburgers it, at 3am. <laughs> oh, it'd be on for young and old, I guarantee it. And the two from the coaching staff or, um, you know, the, the, the two boys that I'd include... One would be myself, <laughs> because of not course a, not ashamed to admit that um, you know I still go all right. Yeah, back yourself, mate. And um, if I'm put, putting a team in, I'm always going to include myself in it. Yep. And um, two would be Reese. As much as it pains me to say, I mean the guy shits me to tears, <laughs> but um, he is actually a decent goalkeeper. He is, and um, he hates losing. <laughs> And he brings uh, really good banter to the to the group, and um, obviously knows how to play the game as well. And you know, uh, it really hurts me to say it, but he's probably who I'd pick. So uh, <laughs> love it. That that'd be my team, uh, and I'd be happy with that. Group.
0: Yeah, it looks it's it's a pretty strong team you got there, Linz. I like I like some of your choices there.
1: Actually, can I just make a change there, Joe? Ooh, last minute change. Last
0: minute change. Just, last minute change. I've yeah. Thought, all right, I'll allow it. What do we got?
1: Something and. Um, yeah, it's just been a couple of incidents lately with Sheree. <laughs> she's she's been giving me a bit of a hard time both at goals and sort of in private messaging. Oh, and you know, you I'm a little bit I'm a little bit over it. So maybe I'll punch Sheree and I'll bring Evie in. I think Evie will bring great value to my goals team. So Sheree can maybe have a few weeks off. For oh,
0: me. I tell you what, Reese is gonna love that. He's yeah. gonna feed her so <laughs> much with that omission. Well, you know. I think she needs...
1: She needs a spell, Sheree. Oh. She needs a spell. Mate,
0: I think uh, the next Schnackers game, someone's going to be taking their uh, own player out. Bring Sheree. It.
1: Bring it. <laughs> anyway, what, uh, what do you got there, mate? Let's see what you got.
0: All right, mate. Well, look, that's a... Uh, look, that's a pretty pretty scary team, but pretty sure the team I've come up with uh, has got the goods as well. So <clears throat> I'm not going to... I'll start with the Div 1 girls. Yep. So, <clears throat> excuse me. clear my throat. Um... First player off the cab is going to be Mel. Yep. So I think we need we need a player that not only can play goals if she needs to, but when she plays with us for the Schnackers, she's actually quite effective on the field as well. Um, loves getting down and dirty against against anyone really. Um, you know whether we play in a mixed comp ourselves, Lyns, and you know against a couple of the guys she. Never takes a step back. So she'll uh, she'll no doubt bring the heat up against, uh, well, I was going to say Sheree, but she's gone now. So maybe uh, she'll bring the heat against uh, Evie there.
1: Yep, yep, that would (laughs) Um,
0: happen. Was thinking about putting Megs in there, apart from, you know, over in the goalkeeping spot for the Div 2 portion. But I decided with Mel. um, Obviously, Megs, I was... Really considering only because her banter is you know second to none. Yeah, but, um, but, love a love a bit of banter. Yeah,
1: but it, it can get annoying. No, it can get <laughs> annoying. Oh, but,
0: okay, fair enough.
1: Anyway, your team. Yeah, yes So I've stuck.
0: I've stuck with Mel from Div One, and uh, we'll move on. So I've gone with Brie as yeah, well. Good, um, shot, good shot. Such a such a strong player. Yeah, she's. A um, we watched we watched her play on Monday
1: just gone, and um,
0: <laughs> she was oh my god she was uh, I think she didn't get out of first gear but she was
1: oh that was that was unbelievable performance from Bree she was in yeah basically going half pace and just destroying
0: yep um, so I'm also I pick Bree because I just want I just want girls ducking from from the <laughs> cannon of, of her right foot there Yeah. Um. you know it's not always about about getting goals for me it's also about the nutmegs and the uh, and, and the, old, right. the old balls to the face so right, right. Uh, Breezy will do me proud there yep um, and I've gone with Soph for, for the third player in Div 1. Um, Soph can obviously share the goalkeeping duties if needed. Yeah. Um, she's, you know, I think, you know, coming out of this season, Linz, um, you know, tactically, I think her game awareness um, is coming in leaps and bounds. Yeah. She's definitely reading the game a lot better, knowing when to involve herself or when to hold back. Her, um, you know, her passing range, I think, is the most impressive thing I've seen from her, um this season and we we didn't really touch on it earlier earlier lins but there was a game against southport where you know we decided to push laney back in the defense with the injuries that we had of the game that's right yeah the southport game that's right and we put sophie in as a defensive mid which she had never played before i think she said and was a little bit nervous but mate she did not look out of place
1: yeah, certainly hadn't played there at that level before, that's for sure. But yeah, no, good shout on that. I'll yep. go with Sophie. Yep. That
0: was a good pick. So yeah, got and Soph there and then over to Div two, um, for these girls. So I've gone with with Rach. Um, you know, one of the one of the fullbacks from from Div two. Love Rach. Yep. Absolutely top top player. Um, I still remember the game that we all went down after we played in our first div. I think we had an early game and we went over to, to Rabina and and watched them play down there earlier in the season and Rach was just ripping it up, and she capped it off with a really, really fun long-range goal, um, which everyone went nuts on the sideline for. So, Rach, we never forgot that. That was a great goal.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well done, Rach. Good choice. Good call, Jase.
0: Gone with uh, KJ um, as a second player. Um, You know, much like Mel, definitely doesn't mind, you know, a bit of physicality. Um, You know, quite quite nifty with the ball at her feet, and she can fire off a shot when needed to. Yeah. So, yeah, happy with that pick. And then uh, my last pick for for Div Two, Linz. Um, You know, not many players, um, you know, have have a strong left foot. No, that's um, true. That's true. There's, so I've decided to so i decided to go with G from uh, right. from from Div Two. She good can uh, she can hang on that left flank and, you know, pepper the goalkeeper. If it's not coming from Brie, it's coming from G. So good one. Um, yeah, so thought I'd go go with those players there. Yeah. Coaches wise, Lyns. Yes.
1: I can see you haven't got my name down there, Jax. <laughs> I haven't got my name there either, mate. <laughs> yeah, all right, Um
0: on. So look, I've, I've decided to go with both uh, Div Two coaches. So I've gone with uh, I've gone with Lundy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, to to be on the field when he can, um, because you know he's he's no uh, he's no stranger to knocking out the old goalkeeper with one of his shots. So.
1: <laughs> no, he's good for that.
0: So uh, look, if we can knock out your goalkeeper early on, then we can get some goals. <laughs>
1: See what Reese has to say about thanks, that.
0: Thanks, uh thanks Lundy. <laughs> and uh look Ree-
1: i Reese will stick Brooklyn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he probably will.
1: Yeah.
0: Um yeah, look, I've gone with uh with Geordie there as the as the second player. Yeah, nice. Purely for a bit of banter. Um, you know, I, I had a bit of time playing with Geordie over at Runaway Bay this season before yeah. he obviously Left and went over to Muzzy. Yep. And uh, look, just a bit of dance here for Geordie, But, mate, I've picked you because I know as soon as you go on, you will be out for the season after two minutes, mate. So <laughs> let's get you on and have some fun.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, that's probably the good call. Good call. Oh, but, love it. Uh, there's a good shout-on Lundy there, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, he's a, a very effective goals player and... Um, you know he, that kind of short, sharp stuff. Yeah, you know, is he, right up his alley. You know, so he, it's a good pick there, Jay. Yeah, a yeah, a good definitely. Side. Thanks, good mate. Good Thanks.
0: So yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see these two teams play. We might have to tee it up with Cam if we can, just on. Yep. You know, after after the goal seasons finish up.
1: No, I think that's a great idea. Great idea.
0: But um, look, that's not the only team that we're going to quickly run through today. We've got a we've got a mixed team that play on a on a Friday night.
1: We do, we do. Um, our Schnackerdactals. Uh, coming back for our third season yeah third season in um, yep so guys we play on Friday nights um, we're not playing in the next two Fridays because of, of commitments with the end of season trip and the presentation night but um, be good to get some support down there on a Friday night come down and have a drink with us
0: yeah, look, the um, banter is on fire as it is already, but uh, look, yep. it'd be great to get some some other people down to to join in.
1: Yep. Um, so Friday nights, we'll we'll obviously go through this goals um, episodes through the podcast. We'll let you know when we're on, and we'll and uh, we'll see if we can get some down for some socials on a Friday.
0: Beautiful. So uh, look, lens that brings us to the end of uh, part two. Yep. So we'll just take another quick break, and uh, we'll get into part three.
1: Yep. Let's roll it. Beautiful. Thanks, Thanks mate. <laughs> I'm
0: Uh, nice few uh, Chelsea chance there Linz against uh, Tottenham Shari you'll be happy with that
1: yeah there's one for you Shars you get one in that's it so hopefully you got it uh, that'll be the one and only I guarantee it
0: yeah love it so look part three everybody we're going to have a chat about look the the structure of women's football uh, on the Gold Coast um short term and long term. Just a quick chat. Yeah. Um, Linz, you, you got a bit to say on that?
1: Yeah, sorry. I'll run some questions by you, Jace, See what you think. And also, guys, if you would be able to answer on the Facebook page or, you know, ideally that's where we'd like you to put your answers just so that it gets the word out there. Um, and and then you know obviously people can gather momentum and, and comment and reply as as they see kind
0: yeah definitely we can touch on this again in future podcasts as well lins I think is it's a pretty big issue that is worth chatting about
1: yeah basically Brooklyn uh, there'd be no doubt there'll be a club committee delegate as well as uh, myself are all going to a meeting uh, very shortly in the next couple of weeks to discuss a plan for women's football moving forward on the Gold Coast and um, I suppose We've been a series of questions have been put to us and probably like to see where you girls sit with it. Um, so responses would be very much appreciated for me to take to this meeting and also give Brooklyn and the committee a heads up as to what you think. But the first one I throw out to you, Jace, is you know, there's there's uh, if there was talk of a Premier League coming back to the Gold Coast, um, do you think that there's enough talent on the coast to support a Premier League competition?
0: I think so, yep. um obviously with the competition going up to Brisbane for the past couple of seasons um, has had, you know, quite the effect on on players from the Gold Coast in regards to um, whether or not they, they join a, a BPL team and, you know, play every weekend up in Brizzy um, or Peninsula, Peninsula Power, yeah. um, you know, which is, you know, nearly two hours away. Um, or do they stay on the Gold Coast and play, you know, in the Div 1 comp for for. for For Metro Um, you know definitely this year I think the comp has gotten a lot stronger from um, from that sort of case Um, you know there are players as well that maybe have chosen not to play um, because there just isn't um, anything on the Gold Coast in regards to a Premier League um, competition but in saying that we had a bit of a chat about it earlier Linz over lunch and um, I definitely agree with you in the sense that I think it is all in the name sometimes um, you know the the term metro I guess um, on the Gold Coast is commonly known as a bit of a social league which to an extent it is obviously when you go down in the you know the the, the realms of div you know three div two you know yeah. um, sort of sort of um, scope but div one for metro for the women and that you know for the men as well um, you know that competition is quite strong. Yeah, it um, was. You know, it was a strong comp. Definitely strong. There are players there that have have chosen to play in the Div One comp that you know didn't want to travel to Brisbane each week. Yeah. But look, to answer your question, definitely I think there is, um, um, I suppose, room for a Gold Coast comp um, in the future. Um, you know, in the near future, hopefully. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely in regards to there's such a massive women's junior um, following. On the coast, Rabina has a lot of teams. Pack Pines have multiple junior teams. Um, Brody have a really good setup down there as well. Yeah. Um, I know Runaway Bay uh, starting to come up a little bit there in that respect as well. They're starting to get a few more women coming yeah. across. Um, Musgrave have a great junior program as well. Yeah. So the question is, where are they going to go in three to five years' time if there's no, um, you know, elites not elite but sort of you know the the top, top competition, um, you know, on a weekend for the Gold Coast, you know, because yeah. these players may, you know, quite easily make the top sides um, if there was a Premier League on the Gold Coast for the weekend. But maybe perhaps when they get to that age, they might not want to travel to Brisbane every week. You know, they might have other things that, you know, they might prioritize over doing that. Um, you know, and obviously with work commitments, um, being a senior women's competition, you know, the majority of women that play in that comp are obviously working um, or at uni. Yeah. So, you know, um, night games during the week, not every player can make as well. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think going forward there is room for it to happen. I think there's enough players to field a competition. Um, But what do you think, Linz?
1: Well, you know, I still definitely think that there has to be a Premier League comp on the Gold Coast for women's football on the Gold Coast to survive. That's basically it, how... And when it's played, I'm not too sure about. There's obviously going to be pros and cons for for every response. But um, I think there has to be a Premier League on the coast for women's football to to move forward. Yeah, I agree. Um, The next one would be like, you know, under the Premier League structure, say that we we did go, would would that be like a Premier and Reserve setup, Or, you know, do you think it would just be you know, that uh, enough to field three teams in three grades, or, or do you think it would be just the one and two, and and would it be played on a weekend, or could could we not do? I mean, I I'd like to see a Friday night Premier and and Prem reserves. To be honest, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I think would be would work.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting question, Lens. I definitely think there does need to be that sort of uh, you know top grade and reserves grade up for um for a possible Premier League to come back on the coast, um. I think it just creates that pipeline for for not just young girls, but for anyone really that is looking to improve their game. Um, you know whether they come from the Metro Comp and you know um, progress into the you know uh, Premier League reserve side and then hopefully move on to the Premier League side. I just think. Um, the the gap between if there is a league created for the Premier League on the Gold Coast, whether it's on a Friday night or a weekend, I'd I'd be 100% behind the Friday night idea as well. I think that's a good idea. Um, But whenever that gets played, um, I think once that is created and obviously the top players go to that top grade, the Metro comp will will still survive. I definitely think it'll survive because naturally we're going to have, like I said before, that junior, um, I suppose cohort moving up into the the senior sort of realm um you know they're going to have to filter through the top grades then into the reserve grades then into obviously the metro women's grades and obviously the metro women's div one comp if that was to happen would still be a strong comp but i just think if we were to have just a premier league team and a metro one comp without the prem reserves yeah i think the gap will just be that too too noticeable yeah um and it may turn certain players away if they feel they're, you know, wanting a bit more of a challenge in Metro moving up into the Premier League, but then they're not quite ready for it. Yeah. So
1: So I, I suppose, I mean, the last, the last thing that I really want to probably ask and get everyone's sort of feedback on is, uh, let's say there is a Prem and Reserves comp that comes in moving forward, whether it's one year or five years down the track, do you think that it's possible to have a Premier Reserves as well as a Metro, say, on a Monday night, if you're going to play uh, Premier League on a Friday night? Uh, do you feel that that is something that could function successfully or do you see problems with that situation?
0: Um, well, I mean, I haven't really thought about this question yeah. yet. Um, obviously, you've just asked me it then. Yeah. So, look, initial thoughts would be it would all depend on um, I guess the logistical issues in regards to how Football Gold Coast would organise it um, and field availability as well as fitting in other clubs' training sessions and everything else. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure if something was to be worked out, I don't see a problem with it. Um, <clears throat> I definitely think though, um, you know, obviously going back to the, the Premier League and Premier League Reserves question, Linz, I think it definitely brings a, a culture about the club as well. Or definitely within that squad Yeah. if you you know you have that um, it just has a really positive sort of um, ending in regards to you've got a Prem and a Prem Reserve squad training together each week playing together each week um, you know hopefully you can get the Metro set up involved in some way as well so they're not totally isolated because no doubt you're going to be drawing from the Metro comp at different periods well that's it during the season obviously with injury and availability as well
1: so that's right I mean that's where things get grey you know how many girls playing Metro are going to end up playing Prem Ressies or vice versa. That's where things with the women become hard and yep. difficult. Um, these are just questions, guys. We're, we're going to wrap this up pretty quickly, but just for you to really have a think about and, tr- and try to get back to me with, because I'm, I'm, I'm taking it to a meeting uh, in a couple of weeks' time. So um, basically, yeah, if you feel like there should be a, a Women's Premier League on the Gold Coast and what, what nights that you could see that happening successfully um and how many teams you think uh each club could field successfully is basically the three main questions that i'd like answered from from you girls if, if you can or obviously from people around the, the gold coast football that i'll be asking as well
0: yeah we'll put that up on the facebook page so people have access to it yeah, yeah. obviously
1: that'd be great mate
0: um quick question though lins um in regards to the the that topic, um, if there was a Premier League to come back to the Gold Coast, mm. do you think teams that are already playing up in the Brisbane comp would want to come back, or do you think they might want to stay up there?
1: I personally think they'd come back. Um, I've got no grounds to go on for that. There's, I haven't heard anything from the other clubs. Yep. But uh, it, it would certainly just make more sense that more players would want to play for you if you're playing in a local comp. Yeah, I think so too.
0: Um, um, so food that, for thought, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, that's the way I feel about that. But um, yeah, that that's what we're offering. We'll, we'll definitely touch more on Football Gold Coast and the future of women's football and the direction that we're looking to take. Um, this is something that, you know, the girls, you really need to sort of understand that you need to really sort of put yourselves at the forefront of all decision-making because if you sit on your hands and you know, allow people to make decisions for you probably won't go forward or progress. So girls, if you can get back to us with with any feedback you can about, you know, how we can improve football, Gold Coast uh, in the women's game, um, you know, everyone will have their opinions and that's fine. That's what we're we're here to do, to share. So um, try and get back to us with what you can on that as soon as you can, that'd be awesome.
0: Beautiful. Well, look, Linz, I think that um, that wraps us up for our second episode.
1: Yeah, good stuff, mate. Enjoyed that today. Um, yeah, that was good fun. Beautiful.
0: Um, we'll leave it there, guys. Um, tune in, obviously, next week where we'll tackle the the remaining two Musgrave um, goals teams. Yep. We'll run through the weekly fixtures from those games. Yep. And we might have a bit of fun as well.
1: Yep, sounds good, mate. We'll, um, we'll come up and get amongst it all again.
0: Beautiful. Thanks, Linz. Cheers, mate.